Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Junk Gossip Studios here in Detroit. So today is the 4th of July. Happy 4th, everyone. I also want to take a second to wish our beloved Mandy a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mandy. You know, um, I, I've always wondered what it's like to have a birthday on a holiday. But then I realized, no. Because then none of the attention would be on me. Um, so, once again, happy 4th, happy Mandy Day, Mandy. Um, back in the Generation Gossip days, we would, um, all of the posts today would be all about Mandy. Um, from her, um, beloved column, uh, Mandy's Musings, to, uh, a post that her grandmother wrote. And, um, and just a bunch of things that I had written about her. And if I could actually, if I actually still had access to this, we would put them all on the Drunk Gossip site. Um, by the way, Drunk Gossip is alive with DrunkGossip.com. Head on over there. So far, it's just, um, posts about the podcast, but eventually we're going to evolve it into... A live working blog. Um, so, today we're going to talk about firework, firework stories that went bad. Um, Will is supposed to call in later on today. That's if he's not still drunk from all the fireball he drank yesterday. Um, I, I have yet to hear from him, so it's it's very possible that he's still drunk. Um, but in any case, um, there are multiple stories. I'm actually going to try to do one that's a little bit more local for Detroit residents. Um, a belo- I don't know if he's actually beloved, but a very popular local celebrity. And Detroiters are like, Ooh, we know who this is. Mm-hmm, we know. Um, actually had a really horrible experience with... Um, I had a really horrible experience with, um, fireworks a few years ago. So I want to tell his story. Um, coming up in the next segment, we have a story about a girl who, whose skin was, um, singed off by a firework. Uh, and you know, these are not meant to be... Um, oh, fireworks are so scary or anything like that. They're cautionary tales. Some of them are fun. Um, from the sounds of it, Will's story, hopefully we can get to it, is really funny. If not, I mean... Um, you know, it'll... We'll eventually hear it, um... Maybe we'll record it and save it for next year. Um, But tell me what your plans are for this fourth. I want you guys to leave me anchor voice messages. Tell me, are you barbecuing? Are you blowing off fireworks? Are you getting drunk? Um, My plans today are writing and then I'm going to a barbecue with some family. And then I'm coming back 
Um, I, I'm coming back to the where I'm staying while I'm in Detroit and doing some writing. Drunk writing is the best. Especially for the story I'm writing now because it's... I, I didn't really have time to do world creating, so... I'm kind of doing it as I go. Um, it's part of the Camp Mano experience, I suppose. <laughs> but I told you guys, my whole goal when I got to Detroit was I was going for the the 10 days um, that I'm going to be here. Actually, it's a little bit longer than 10 days, but whatever. Um, uh, the 10 days that I set aside, my goal is to write an entire book. I don't know if that's actually going to work. Kind of nervous, kind of scared. But we're going to see what happens. So, once again, go to Anchor Voice. Leave me some messages. Tell me what y'all are doing today. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And one of the... One of the things about the 4th of July is you always get to have a celebration. Um, And the celebration usually ends with a display of fireworks. Whether it is um, via the city or the state um, that you live in. Or some people, especially those that live up north or away from... Um, more commercialized places put on their own. Such is the case with, I believe her name is Lauren Tubbs. Yes, Lauren Tubbs. Um, Back in 2014, she and her family were celebrating the 4th. They had a big barbecue and they put together their traditional firework display. Here's what Lauren had to say. We bought a pretty big firework for the grand finale. I think it had something like 30 shots in it. And so she was, you know, she was having fun, whatever. They blew off some fireworks. And then they lit the 30-piece finale. And... Lo and behold, it didn't go off. And, you know, they were like, oh, well, this is disappointing. This is a really shitty end to what was overall a really fun time. But, you know, these things happen. And let's be honest about it. Sometimes the grand finale of something just kind of fizzles out. So they waited a half hour, which wasn't long enough. And they started, you know, messing with it a little bit. And um, Lauren went into the garage... And all she heard is, get the kids into the water. Now, this was a little unusual. I mean, given that it was nighttime, you generally don't want kids in the water 
um, when it's dark outside, um, you know, anything can happen. So she was a little bit confused as to what was going on. Um, here's what she says. It was a, it was a half an hour before we moved it because no one wanted to touch it. I was in the garage when I started hearing shots go off. So the basically the firework had started just exploding everywhere. And she says a lot of them were screaming. A lot of them didn't really know what was going on. A lot of people were yelling at the kids in the water. Just kind of get out of the way because these shots are going to are hitting out hitting our cabin they're hitting our boat so the explosion stopped and Lauren thought she was safe she thought it was okay to go out and um see what was up but it wasn't safe she says that a bottle rocket grazed her forehead and took off the skin she she also says it was noticeable and it was noticeable for even the next year. And of course she says that she was very lucky that it wasn't worse. But you know ultimately at the end of the day um she feels very lucky to be alive. And, you know, this is, this is just one of those things where I kind of have to shake my head a little and wonder what was actually going through people's minds. You know, I'm not one to judge. I'm not one to admonish anyone um, because Lord knows I've done a lot of crazy things, but... I'm just not sure I understand, first of all, why it was done so close to the cabin, and why someone thought that a half hour was long enough. Uh, Even I know a half hour's not long enough. Um, And she says they haven't blown off any fireworks since, so that's a good thing. And I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And this one comes to us from Ohio. Um, uh, Euclid, Ohio. I don't know how close to Mandy that is, but... Since, to me, Ohio is Cleveland and Cincinnati, I'm just going to say it's really close to... um, Really close to Mandy. And just so you guys know, I drive Mandy crazy because she actually lives in Columbus... (laughs) <laughs> I never, ever, ever get that right. Um, and you, you would think I would. You would think I would remember, oh, one of my dearest and best friends lives in Columbus, Ohio. But no. <laughs> I'm, I always have her in Cleveland for some reason. Um, and I guarantee you she's going to text me today or tomorrow whenever she listens to this. And she's going to yell at me. <laughs> um <laughs> She is going to yell at me. (laughs) Anyways, this is about Fire Captain Jay Northrup. 
this happened in 2016. Um, so Jay was a typical Midwesterner and had um, a firework display all set up for family and friends to enjoy. He'd done it for many, many years, never had an incident. Um, as fire captain, you would think that, you know, he would probably have things under control, or mostly under control, and it it seems like he did. It really does. It seems like he, um, for all the other times, he, he was really prepared for um, whatever came his way. But all it takes is one time for something to go extremely wrong and um, to change things up. And that's what happened here. Things went really wrong. And, you know, and to this day, he can't even explain how it went wrong or why it went wrong. All he can do is say that it did. So, what happened? Basically, Jay set off the fireworks as usual. And he noticed that only a few went off. Now, that's not, you know... Just like with the Lauren, it's not great, but it's not a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Um, so he waited 10 minutes, and I want to know, all of this seems very arbitrary. Um, because 30 minutes for Lauren, 10 minutes for Jay... Like, how do you people determine this? And this is a sincere question, by the way. Because I would not even be able to phantom a guess as to how long I should wait until I I started playing with things to see if it was going to work or not. Anyways. He went back there. He waited 10 minutes. He went back behind his garage where the setup was. And he picked up a tube. He didn't realize it was so close to his face. And it exploded. Now, his wife, luckily, was an ER nurse. So, um, he was bleeding and bruising. And it was just really a horrible, horrible sight. She was able to stimulate the bleeding, get him to the hospital. Where they worked to keep him alive. And here is what... Here's what um, Northrop said, or Jay said. I felt like I was awake, but I had no idea where I was. I instantly felt the trauma, and my right eye was swollen shut with blood pouring out of it. But at this point, I had no idea what it was. Um, needless to say, once he was out of the woods, and uh, an eye doctor came in, and started work on saving his sight. Um, they gave him special 
special eye drops to contain the swelling and the inflammation and whatnot. And it was mostly successful. Um, but after he left the hospital, he couldn't be in bright light uh, without sunglasses. And now his cornea doesn't um, expand or contract. Which again, um, it, it's not the worst case scenario here, but it's not necessarily the best. And Jay says that he's not lit off fireworks since that time. And I'm going to light off some fireworks by taking a break. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. Hello, Drunk Gossip listeners. Producer Will here. Um, I apologize for the terrible quality of this recording. I am doing it on my phone while Ed is in Detroit. And I'm sending it over the internet to him and hoping it doesn't get corrupted. So, if you can still understand me, that means I've done my job. And if you can still uh, hear the vaguely distant sounds of fireworks behind me, that means that this software is actually way better at voice recordings than I imagined. But that's enough of me rambling. Time to get to the real meat of this segment, which is my own terrible fireworks story. So this happened one summer down on Holden Beach in North Carolina, which is where I used to spend summers with my dad's side of the family when I was younger. I was about 13 at the time, and my uncle Chuck had decided it was a good idea to spice up the event with some fireworks, store-bought and launched from the beach. Now, Uncle Chuck is, um... Uncle Chuck's a great guy. But he... Well, I was a little too young to understand this, this at the time, but I'm getting the sense that he didn't really know what he was doing regarding the fireworks. He was launching them from pretty close to where the entire family was standing, like maybe 20, 30 feet away. He was um, not using any bracing apparatus, just launching us up out of the beach. And the sand was undermining, making it hard to stand the rockets up. Right. Correctly. So some of you can probably already tell where this is going. But for those who can't, then he set up a couple couple of rockets, um, about 10, 15 different rockets. And everything went pretty well. Uh, um, I was really enjoying myself. Obviously, I um, was way too young to understand the subtle complexities of adult conversation. But he was having a great time. So far, none of the doom and gloom sayers had predicted anything. Everything was going well up until about, I'd say, the uh, 19th or 20th rocket of the evening. And towards that point, it was getting kind of dark and hard to see, and the tide was starting to come in. So we'd had to move further up, away from the firmer sand down, on the, down at the ocean edge of the beach, and towards the looser sand up towards the dunes. And on, um, on one of the rockets, my Uncle, Chuck, um, my Uncle Chuck and my cousin Dan, who'd been helping him, were basically the procedure was they'd go up to a rocket, light it, and then try to run away before it um, before it launched. 
And that worked pretty well for every time except this one. Because on this one, as they were um, backing away, Uncle Chuck kind of accidentally reached out and kicked the rocket's bottom under it. Before anyone could do anything, it launched into a small sand dune about uh, 10 feet away from us. So at this point, all the aunts and parents, um, just nobody really knew what to do. A couple of them tried to run us over and shield us kids from the blast, but they didn't uh, really get there before the firework went off. And um, we got a nice shower, a big expo- uh, small explosion, and then a massive shower of green sparks tossed into the air right over our heads. It was... I remember thinking it was really awesome at the time, and it was just, you know, you know what a firework looks like, a big, even, even, and these were pretty cheap, but basically like watching it up close, and I couldn't really, anyway, I couldn't really hear what happened for a minute or two, and a couple of my cousins got pretty badly burned. And that was the last time we launched rockets down. That was the last time we had fireworks at Terry time. So, thanks for listening. And Ed will be back with you in a moment. And I'm back. Um, and just in case I don't hear from Will, I'm going to do my own story um, that actually took place right here in Detroit. Um, no, I was not injured in a firework accident. But... It kind of goes to show how my mind works a little bit. Um, you know, and if Will comes in, it's it'll be an easy, just insert the segment. But in case he doesn't, in case he really does need these couple of weeks off to wrap his brain around what he got into with us, um, I just wanted to share this story. Um, so this had to be... Uh, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there, um, I went to, it it had to be 2007 because I was still with, maybe it was 2006. Anyways, I was still with my ex, um, the abusive ex, and we went to, um, the Detroit Fireworks, which is down, um, it's downtown Detroit, right by the Renaissance Center. And at that point, we were in a love phase, and he was very clingy and whatever. We watched the fireworks, and we heard two two pops. Now, we didn't think anything of it because, of course, uh, we're at a fireworks display, and it, there's going to be loud pops. It, there's going to be loud booms. Um, so, you know, we just, we, we sat there cuddling and watching the fireworks display and whatnot. And we got in the car and as was my tradition and still is my tradition, I don't typically listen to the radio. Now I listen to Apple Music. Back then I, we would listen to CDs. Um, and we were both obsessed with Wicked at the time. Still am, not gonna lie. <laughs> but so we were listening to Wicked. 
and we got home, and he was a news nut. And it drove him crazy that I wasn't. So we got home, and he turned on the news. And what we discovered was that there had actually been a shooting in Hart Plaza. And it was covered up, of course, by the... It was covered up by the fireworks. Now, we, we have never deciphered how close we were to the shooting... Um, we're, we've always, the guess has always been we weren't very close. Um, we were near Hart Plaza, but not near enough to where people would actually need to be afraid. Um, but please, Detroit police move quickly, which is not something that can be said often. Um, they moved quickly. They found the shooter, um, within an hour or so. And... The the tail end of the story, uh, of that part of the story at least, is the shooter said that he chose the fireworks because he knew that the, the shots would be muffled and that the crowd would be too scared um, after witnessing him shooting and he thought it would be a, a really quick way for him to escape. So we... You know, as we watched this, we we discussed, like, first of all, at the time, Detroit was not on the comeback. It was, um, Kwame Kilpatrick was still mayor. Um, so the comeback had started, but, um, bankruptcy was still looming. Um, the Detroit economy was horrible. And it... It was really just one of those situations where you you sat back and you had to really wonder what people are thinking. And the answer, of course, is they weren't. They never are. Honest to Jesus... People never think about these things. Um, you know, but it, even now, like, every once in a while, it'll float into my mind, like, hey, you could write this. You could write a story, you know, not necessarily right on, but you could definitely write a story very similar to this. And I think I'm going to one day. I think it's going to be, like, a little novella or a or a book, um, a short novel, uh, because it is really, really, truly interesting to me that this happened, and I'm gonna go and take a break and be right back, and I'm back. So... Detroit meteorologist Dave Rexroth. You all knew who I was talking about. Don't pretend. Y'all, you knew we couldn't do an episode like this without talking about Mr. Rexroth. Um, he's very popular in Detroit. For those of you who don't know him, um, 
he he's worked for the the ABC affiliate. God, since I can remember, um, he's he's he has to have been here for at least twenty years now, probably longer. Um, he, what um, we started noticing that he was missing some time, and it was weird. Um, he, uh, for the 4th of July, it was a couple years ago, um, this is saying 2014, um, so, I was living in New York, but I had come back for my best friend's birthday, and they were like, oh yeah, Dave Rexroth is off on, on vacation, he's in Iowa City. Okay, not a big deal. Uh, and that's that's actually how we how we talk about the news here. You know, it's oh, this person is off, so we have to watch this station because we like them better. Like if Dave Rexroth isn't around, we prefer Ellen Longstreet from the Fox affiliate, just because Ellen Longstreet used to live near us. And <laughs> anyways. So, Dave was off in Iowa City with, with his family, and they were, of course, blowing off fireworks, and, um, ow, um, sorry, I just cracked my neck. (laughs) So, they were blowing off fireworks, and... As with the other stories, one didn't go off. So, Dave went and checked on it. Here's what he says. I went to check on it and it went off in my face. Um, it damaged his eye and he had to undergo a lot of surgeries. Um, now, and the end result is he wears a prosthetic eye. And it seems like a lot of people would be angry with with the fireworks company or with whomever is to blame for this. And for the record, and I was looking for this throughout the entire thing because I was really, really curious. I wanted to see if there was another arbitrary... Um, like, set of time. And... In this case, I didn't see one. I didn't see that he waited any amount of time. Um, I'm assuming, obviously, he must have. But he doesn't say how long he waited. Um, he may have done it because... Okay, so this is what happened. He he had his surgeries. He got his prosthetic eye. And... He returned to work... Um, in September of the same the same year that it happened, and I, I don't understand how he returned to work so soon, but he did. But, and this is where I get kind of confused a little bit. Um, he did an exclusive interview with his station. Of course, he did. 
he's not going to go anywhere else and give this, give a statement or, you know, whatever. So he, he goes and gives a statement, or he goes and gives this interview, and then he returns to work and no one talks about it. No one talks about the prosthetic eye anymore. And I'm not saying, like, it should be the topic of conversation, but as long as he's on the air, it should be a cautionary tale. Like, as as the lead-up to the fourth or something say, like, hey, this is what could happen, dudes. But no. And I actually watched um, the news last night and again this morning just because I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, maybe they're waiting for, like, a ratings bonanza. It's July sweeps, so... It would actually make sense. But no, nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how how do you not do this? You know? How do you not warn people? And that's not to say that, you know, this, the, the fireworks episode of Drunk Gossip is not... It's not technically an annual tradition yet. I don't know if it will be. Um, I'll I'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't have the same pizzazz as Mandy Day. Um, but that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy birthday, Mandy. Happy 4th of July, everyone. And until Monday... That's right, I'm taking a long weekend, y'all. Um... There's going to be some blind items. There's going to be um, a Megan McCain deep dive. And stay tuned for the Megan McCain deep dive. I think that's going to launch on Saturday. Um, I think tomorrow's going to be um, CDM blinds. And Saturday is going to be Megan McCain. I might flip it. Actually, yeah. Scratch that. Don't listen to me. Tomorrow's going to be the Megan McCain deep dive. Saturday and Sunday will be blind items. Now that that's settled. Um, Saturday might actually be, if there's some good reveals from CDN, we might do blind item reveals. Anyways, all of that being said, I'm going to stop jabbering and go. Have a great 4th, everyone. If you drink, please don't drive. If you're blowing off fireworks, please listen to this episode and be careful. If one doesn't go off, just leave it be. Throw water on it. Stay away from it. And until next time, cheers.